Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 48 of the Worth More podcast. I'm your host, Cami Bleas, and so excited to be bringing you yet another episode to help you deeper connect with your body, to feel more confident, and to feel more worthy as you step out into this world. And today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the fast that I am finishing up and some surprising discoveries that came of it, including some food intolerances that were made quite obvious and how I plan to move forward with that while still maintaining a positive relationship with those foods that comes from a place that isn't rooted in kind of restriction and diet mentality like it has in the past, but more from a place of doing what's right for my body. So I'm really excited to dig into that episode, but of course, how am I feeling worthy? And I have to just tie it in with this fast, honestly. It has been for a couple of reasons, and if you're not familiar with fasting, we'll obviously dig into this further, but basically it's just the willingness to give up something, food or social media or desserts or a food category or alcohol or whatever. You give, you abstain from something for a period of time in hopes of basically connecting with God on a closer level, on a more spiritual level, the way that my pastor at Zoe Church kind of explained it that I really liked is that you're starving your flesh to feed your soul. So typically you fast from a specific thing and you focus on a hope or a goal or an intention for that thing. Uh, Again, I'll explain it more, but that's basically what fasting means if you were not familiar. And I think that I hadn't intended starting the year by doing like dry January or giving up any foods because it feels really diety. It feels really New Year's resolution and I'm just completely changing the way that I eat. And I'm not really someone to hop on those bandwagons, but Because my church was doing it, I just felt really prompted to do it and was looking for a way to kind of get connected with my plate again after the holidays as well as dream big for 2020. And truthfully, it has not been super easy. And I think that sometimes, even when we know things are the right thing to do or the thing that we want to do, when it's not easy, of course that makes us not want to do it. And... I'm really thankful that I had the accountability of TJ. I'm really thankful that I had the accountability of my church because honestly, had I just like decided to eat healthier for the new year and do this, I would have fallen off like within the first week. But because it was connected to my body, connected to a goal and a dream and something bigger than myself, I was able to constantly remind myself that even when it was hard, I was still worth this process. I was still worth listening to my body, agreeing to stick to this goal, and I'm so thankful that I have. I won't say that obviously, you know, it's completely changed everything. I cannot wait to have a glass of wine, but it has really opened my eyes and I feel like my business is in an incredible place, which is what I was specifically fasting for. And I'm just really thankful to be starting off 2020 this way. So that is why I wanted to do an episode about this because I think that 
fasting can get kind of confused with a diet, so I want to explain how it's different and why this was actually such an awesome experience for me and how maybe you can fast for yourself even if you don't want to do it for a religious reason and what you yourself can discover from that. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I can't wait to get started. I'm going to share a quick note about our sponsors and then we'll go in. So like I said in the intro, basically a fast is the willingness to abstain or the reduction of some sort of food or drink or both for a period of time. Now, I think fasting has kind of grown in a sense because you can fast not only from food and alcohol. So a lot of people give up social media or you can just give up lunch or you could just give up dinner or you could just give up dairy or you could just give up dessert. It's honestly... The point is to give up something that will be challenging for you, that will force you to pause and be thankful for the opportunity and to use those times where you're really struggling to reflect, to pray, to connect closer with God. That is the intention of a fast. Now, you can still do a fast for non-religious reasons. And basically, whenever you're struggling and you really want that dessert at night, you say, you know, my intention is to fast from this to really clear my mind and clear space for blank, for a relationship that I'm in, for my business, for health, for a dream that I have, whatever. But you use that time, you're prompted in those moments to meditate on that goal, to think about that goal. And I think that food or social media are really great because they can be things that a lot of people are drawn to do multiple times a day, obviously, duh, with food, but you know what I mean. So that is why fasting is something that really can change the way that you think and the way that you approach something. And this specific fast that TJ and I did is called the Daniel Fast. I would say we did that probably 80% of the way. So Daniel Fast is basically plant-based and that is even further than vegan. So the example I like to give is Oreos are vegan. Oreos are not plant-based. They don't come from plants. They're not made of plants. So the point is that anything you eat is from a plant. Now, did I eat some of my favorite Siete chips? Yes. Are the chips overall all made from plants? Yes. Is it probably really legal on the Daniel Fast? No. But those weren't the things that I was um, really inclined to struggle with. My two biggest things going into it that I was really nervous to give up were wine and dairy. I had not gone extended periods of time like this, 21 days, without either of those in a long time. And those were the things that I knew I would miss the most. Now, of course, there have been many circumstances where it has been very, very, very challenging, especially even eating out, going out to eat, especially at a restaurant that isn't vegan specific or vegetarian specific. So multiple times a day, we've had an opportunity to pause and think, why are we doing this? What are we choosing to focus on in these moments? And how can we be thankful for an opportunity to be challenged this way? And I really appreciated this opportunity, especially at the beginning of the year, because I think it forces you to connect to your body on a much deeper level. And it has opened my eyes in some really cool ways. 
but it also gets you more in touch with a goal that you might have. It's easy to say something, especially at the beginning of the year, I want to do blank. But if you don't take action towards that, if you don't kind of focus on that goal in a multitude of different ways, it can be really easy to hit June and be like, whoops, I'm not even a single step closer to my goal than I was in January. So for this fast, we pretty much went plant-based and both did it for completely different reasons. Mine specifically was for my business. And then TJ had a couple of his reasons for of reasons of his own. And the coolest thing, I would say TJ has done a really good job. He really misses chocolate chip cookies and cereal. So I know in a few days he will be so excited to have those just as much as I'm excited to have a glass of wine. But what was really surprising to me was how my body responded to this fast. You know, I am not pro-dieting. I am not pro-restriction. I am not pro-telling yourself that you can't have anything because I think as soon as we tell ourselves we can't have it, that is all that we want. That is all that we are fixated on. That's all we can think about. And for the first week of our fast, that's pretty much what it was. I straight up felt like I was on a diet. I was pissed. And I knew that if I was legitimately doing this as a diet and not a fast, I would have given in within a couple days. And then the shame cycle starts, the frustration starts, all that stuff. So I was able to abstain longer than I've ever have really because it wasn't about the weight loss. It wasn't about the food itself. It was about my relationship to the food, my connection to the food, the thought that I needed it or I was owed that or that this inconvenience would not be ideal in my life. And it really shined a light on my, even myself, as I like to think of myself as a balanced eater and an intentional eater, that there were still some things that I wasn't giving as much intention to as I should. And one of the biggest areas I saw that in was my dairy consumption. I'm making a slight assumption here. I still plan, as y'all know, to go to the gastroenterologist this year and actually have like blood work done and all this stuff to tell me like everything that my little body is not loving me ingesting, but doing this fast, it showed me pretty quickly that it responds very well to this type of diet, to eating more plant-based, probably cutting out dairy and alcohol and most sugars. My body has done amazingly. Without going into, into too much depth, I definitely have tummy issues and I have been so great for the last three weeks. It's been kind of crazy. Again, this is probably the longest I've ever gone without serious stomach issues in a really, really long time, if ever. Hence me wanting to go to the gastroenterologist. And so I can't ignore that. And because I can't ignore that, I had to step back and be like, holy crap. After this fast, what am I going to do? Because I can see that my body likes how I'm eating. I feel good. I feel energized. Everything's kind of working the way it's supposed to be working and it wasn't beforehand. And that's where I was reminded of what intuitive eating ultimately really means. I throw intuitive eating around a lot and basically you're connecting with your body. You're listening to what your body wants and needs in that moment and feeding it that. And the truth is, as much as I might be 
thinking I'm craving pizza, what I'm ultimately needing to ask myself now, is that what my body really needs? Is that what my body really wants? Well, I feel good at the end of this meal. And it was easy to kind of assume, yeah, I probably shouldn't, I probably shouldn't. But now, faced with the results of that, I can really see that I should hold back a bit. (laughs) And it's kind of disappointing because, I mean, who doesn't love a good cheese plate? But it's also really exciting to see that I am connecting with my body, that I'm aware of the signs that it's giving me, and I want to listen. So I want to talk about this a little bit in regards to food intolerances and your relationship with that food out of that. Because when you come from a place of dieting, most of us don't have a great relationship with food. So then you move into intuitive eating, and it's like everything's fair game. Eat what you want. And then you realize, hmm, I might have some food intolerances that don't allow me to eat what I want. So how do I restrict something without falling back into a diet? And that is where I landed. That is where I'm at right now. I'm kind of muddling through it a little bit too, but the way that I'm looking at it is not that far off from how I've been, but a lot of it is shifting mindsets. So there's a few kind of... I guess, tips that I have if you're somebody who knows you have a gluten sensitivity or an alcohol sensitivity or a dairy sensitivity, whatever it might be, your body can only show you in so many ways what it doesn't want you eating. And you can choose to ignore that for a really long time, but ultimately your body can't last like that forever. And that's why I think a lot of people end up with health issues down the road that were very avoidable, just hard just hard to do. And I think that what this has really shown me is that just because it's hard doesn't mean it's not the right thing for my body. It doesn't mean that I'm, you know, being restricted and not being able to have fun. It's no, if I truly am listening to my body, if I'm truly eating intuitively, then that means that there are certain things that I probably won't eat much of anymore. So the first thing that you can do if you are in a similar situation or wanting to kind of remove some food groups in a way as a way of seeing how your body responds, I'm pretty sure Whole30 is, that's the purpose of Whole30. A lot of people think like, oh, I'm going to do a Whole30 diet. And that's not really the point. The point of Whole30 was originally created to help you discover intolerances in your food. So if you really are wanting to do that, that could be a really great option for you. It's not going to be easy because the point is pulling out a lot of things that tend to cause inflammation. And then after the 30 days, reintroducing them and paying attention to how your body responds. So if you're wanting to try that out, that could be a great way to do a self-study rather than blood work and going to like a gastro like I plan to. But anyways, aside from that, Start by reframing your intention. So if you can shift your perspective from a diet relating to weight or you know your physical appearance to whatever reason this food doesn't feel good or work well with your body, you can then start to kind of think about this food differently than you have in the past. So rather than thinking of it as a rule that's sort of reminiscent of dieting or restriction, think about it as a choice informed by your experience with this food or of the knowledge of how this food doesn't react well with your body. We have a choice of what we put on our plate and in our mouth. And if we know that it doesn't make us feel good, why do we keep doing it? 
Why do we not do what's best for our body? We are worth taking care of these bodies. These are the only ones that we have. So again, even if it's challenging, don't you think that your body and your health and you are worth it? So instead of thinking about it as like, oh, I'm not allowed to have this food, say I choose foods that make me feel good, which in this case are foods that are free of blank. So instead of looking at it as a, I can't, look at it as a, I get to choose and I am choosing things that make me feel good. Setting this intention behind your way of eating can act as sort of a grounding reminder when you feel challenged pretty much by like diet culture that you're working with your body, not against it. So reframe your intention if you're thinking about giving up food and instead of saying because I'm not allowed to have that food, Say instead, I choose foods that make me feel good. The second thing is to move from scarcity to abundance. We all get in a rut with food, right? We all have the things that we eat all the time. And then if we have to move and we have to pull those things out, we're like, uh, what am I supposed to do now? I did that with coffee. I don't drink caffeinated coffee anymore. I do decaf, but I still like the ritual of coffee. Can't have coffee on the Daniel fast. So instead, I pretty much was drinking warm water with lemon in the mornings until I was out to eat at one of my favorite vegan restaurants and they had a turmeric latte, which is just coconut milk and turmeric. And I was like, I can make this myself at home. And instead of looking at it as I can't have coffee, I was able to look at it as look at these other drinks that I can have in the morning. And then that opened up my mind to all these other possibilities. Like tea is technically not really allowed. It's a gray area, but I started having tea because that is something that it's from plants. Let's be real. And it moves my mindset to abundance rather than scarcity. And another great way of shifting that is food substitutes. There are so many meat substitutes. There are so many dairy substitutes. There are so many grain substitutes. There are lots of ways in which you don't have to be too inhibited because of your food intolerances. You just might make a little more effort. And it's fun. If you move from this idea of scarcity to abundance, you can find ways that you can still have your favorite foods and make them more enjoyable, right? They're just because you have intolerances. We are in an amazing day and age where you can have like dairy-free mac and cheese. And even the noodles might be gluten-free, right? Like so safe, so easy. But if you, the only way you'll see that is if you shift from, I can't have all these things to look at all of these other options I have instead. That's something, especially when you're shifting from diet mentality to intuitive eating mentality, it's diet is, there's all these things that I can't have. With intuitive eating, it's look at all of this stuff I can have, so let me listen to my body and give it what it really wants and needs. The third thing is having confidence in the conversations around your food choices. I think a lot of people feel that they have the right to comment on how other people are eating. And it can either be like, wow, you're being so good for choosing that what they perceive as a healthier option, or maybe some of the foods that you eat or need to eat aren't deemed as healthy by society, but that's the one of the easiest things for you to eat because of your intolerance. People might judge you that way. I think if you can 
have confidence in how you approach your food choices and remind people that you are choosing foods that make you feel good, you're choosing to work with your body and not against it, that you can shift it from, no, I'm not being good because food does not speak to my moral character as a person, and I'm just choosing foods that my body wants and works with. So feel confident as you have those food conversations and maybe have a few pre-prepped responses. If you know you're going to go home to your family and you know that they're going to comment about your food, have some things that you know that you can say to sort of shut the conversation down or move it along nicely. And at the end of the day, people are going to comment because they think that they can and you don't necessarily have a right to tell them they can't but you have a way to choose how you respond so respond lovingly but respond honestly and the bottom line the final thing is eating is individual you are an expert of your body and you and your doctor if you need blood work like I do but you know what your body responds to and you know what it doesn't you know that You don't need a diet to tell you that. You don't need some 30-day program that worked for, you know, whatever. Jane Doe, it's like the safest name I can think of. I always think of my friend's names unintentionally. You don't need a diet that worked for her because that might not be your same issues. My friend Lauren and I were literally just talking about this, that there are certain things that she can't eat and certain things that her friends can't eat because of their own personal digestion issues, because of their own health issues, supplements that they can't take and products that aren't good for them because of their specific body needs. And if I were to tell her, oh, to be healthy, you have to have all those things. Well, that doesn't serve her and that doesn't serve her body. But you have to know yourself. You have to take the time to get connected to yourself to actually know what you do and don't need, to become the expert of your body. Stop phoning it in and asking a friend what you should or shouldn't do. You know, but you have to choose to take the time to get to know yourself. And I know that in some ways you're probably like, yeah, Kimmy, I know that, but that takes effort. Yeah, (laughs) it does. It isn't easy all the time to make ourselves a priority. But does that mean that we shouldn't? Does that mean we should just write it off and say, nah, my health can come last, my health can come later, I don't really need to worry about that right now? Well, you're going to have to worry about it later at some point and probably on a bigger scale. And I say this because this is some of the stuff I've personally been confronted with in regards to my own personal food intolerances. And I think that I'm getting to a point where I'm like, yeah, I like the cheese board, but if that is making my body super upset and messing me up for multiple days after, is it really worth the cheese board? And I think you have to answer that for yourself. You have to decide where it falls for your health. And some days, sure as heck you bet I will. But I want to start prioritizing what my body needs and working working with it rather than against it. I feel like my health is worth that. I feel like my body is worth that. And I hope that you do too, especially if you yourself know that there are certain things that might not be jiving. Just give yourself even a week to explore what your body feels like without that thing. And each time you're struggling and wanting to add it back in, focus on not the restriction of it, like I'm not allowed to have it, 
but focus on your choosing things that make you feel good and you're choosing to remove things that make you feel yucky. So remember to reframe your intention as you shift into this and explore. Move from a mindset of scarcity to abundance and have confidence in those conversations around your food choices. Prepare yourself, especially if you know that people are going to be a little judgy. And finally, eating is individual and you are ultimately the expert of your body. So you need to decide what works best for you. And if you can eat all these foods that I just listed and talked about, one, thanks for listening to this whole episode, even though it doesn't really apply to you. And two, great, enjoy yourself. Have fun. Don't overthink it. Don't stress it. But if you maybe fall in a camp like me, I cannot explain how great it has felt to see my body respond this way and how connected I feel to that experience. So I encourage you to do the same. Share this episode with a friend who maybe has some food intolerances and needs a little extra encouragement and love. Don't forget to rate and review and subscribe if you enjoy this podcast. And until then, I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys. Thank you.